What's up everybody, this is Alex Kelly back here with another episode of Furloughed Film Talks. We are here on a Thursday. I am in our living room, that might be why there's a bit of an echo here, but we are excited. Now I'm excited to do another episode of the Furloughed Film Talks podcast. We have quite a lot to get through. It has been a lot going on this week. Uh, We got a Dune trailer, we got Mandalorian photos, we got a surprise bull rat movie, um, but a lot of stuff. But first, we got to talk about, and we got to talk about who we have on as a guest today. At the end, we will uh, premiere our interview with an actress who has a new movie coming out this Friday called The Broken Hearts Gallery. Uh, she was also in Curb, you in Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. Uh, just Megan Ferguson. So we could talk to Megan about her new movie, how it is the directorial debut of Natalie Krinsky. Um, and Natalie was, I think, texting Megan in the middle of the interview. So it was a fun one. Uh, really think want to thank uh, Megan for coming on to the show. It's been a while since... Um, been about a month since that happened, since we had that interview. So um, the movie Broken Hearts Gallery kept getting pushed back, and we wanted to make sure that it came out the week of the movie uh, coming out, and got the news that it was this week, and it was like go time. So uh, super excited to talk about that, and we have an announcement for next week's uh, episode. I think we're going to put it out on next Thursday. We're just going to keep doing Thursday episodes. Uh, it is going to be the director of a movie that I saw the trailer for a while ago. It was called Tom of Your Life, and the synopsis of it is a baby is born who inexplicably grows, evolves, and ages four years and hours. So I thought the trailer looked super interesting, and we are going to talk to the director of the movie. His name is Jeremy Sklar. He was also the screenwriter of the movie, so very interested to talk with him about that movie, going to watch it. Uh, probably sometime over this weekend to get ready for that interview. Uh, so very excited to watch the movie and get to talk to the director next week about uh, what a crazy movie he made. But we will also be joined as a guest host, my good friend Chad Jones-Hicks. We're going to talk about whatever movie news breaks between now and Tuesday and just go th- run through some different stuff. He's a really good dude, big Big nerd like the rest of us, and I cannot. We might have a little bit of a tenant talk. We might, we might crack the jar a bit on tenant talk, but we might not. I don't know. That's a tease. So, but first, we got so much news these last couple days. To start, we got new the first look at the Mandalorian season two. Uh, just a picture of. Baby Yoda on the front cover of Entertainment Weekly next to a picture of Boba Fett carrying Baby Yoda on Entertainment Weekly. So this was the first look at the movie. It also came with uh, a couple photos, I believe, or maybe that was from last season. Yeah, I guess that was last season, which kind of sucks because I want new, I want more Baby Yoda in my life. It was weird that they put the release date out before a trailer I thought they would have dropped the release date with the trailer but no last a couple days ago I guess they just dropped it out of nowhere that it was going to be coming out on October 30th Mandalorian will debut on October 30th on Disney Plus so some new photos to check about check on that we should have a trailer uh, probably Monday I bet actually (laughs) 
Monday Night Football, and first Monday of the game, month mon- Monday of the year, drop the Mandalorian trailer. So I bet, yeah, Monday will be when they drop the Mandalorian Season 2 debut trailer. So keep an eye out on that for Monday Night Football. I don't even know who plays on Monday Night Football anymore because that's how little we care about Monday Night Football these days. That's top events. The We want the NFL. We're doing it live, boys. Uh, full scoreboard. Let's just see how it's going to actually take me to the freaking page. Come on, guys. Uh, Monday. Oh, there's two games. Oh, then they're definitely doing Mandalorian on Monday. Uh, Steelers, Giants, and Titans, Broncos. So watch out for that on Monday night. The other pieces of entertainment movie news, whatever you want to call it. Some people call it different things. I don't know why as I stall to get this up. There was the Dune trailer, which came out, which... I just say we say go watch it. It's an interesting look at what this movie's going to be. I don't know that it gives too much away. I don't know the story of Dune too well. And so to me it it obviously kind of depicts that he is the son who is supposed to take over this empire and he finds like a new planet and it's played by Timothy Chalamet who's going to absolutely rock it in this movie. So uh I mean that's all you really need to know about this movie. Just go see it cuz Timothy Chalamet is in it. That's all I will have to say about that. Sex Education cast announced season three production resumes, which is the teen comedy from Netflix, um, British comedy with Asa Butterfield, who is spectacular. Um, it is just one of it's one of the best shows on Netflix. I think it's a little bit underrated. Not a lot of people talk about it. Um, so more, if you've got time, go check out Sex Education on Netflix. Season three will be coming out soon. It says, be awed by over 100 Dune trailer screenshots. Yes. It's going to keep going on up here. The other one that, to me, I did not realize. I knew it was going to be coming to an end sooner rather than later. That they have decided to cancel The Walking Dead. So The Walking Dead is now done. It is going to be spun off, though, into a... Daryl and somebody else. I have never really watched the show. I just know that I've seen a couple episodes, like the Negan episode, where he bashed in some dude's skull. So Daryl and Carol spin off to follow. Is developing a new Tales of the Walking Dead series and episodic anthology. So that could be very interesting to watch because Fear the Walking Dead is supposedly really good, but the Walking Dead kind of took a nosedive. Um, so. With individual episodes or arcs of episodes focused on new or existing characters, backstories, or other standalone experiences. Very interesting that they're going to basically spin it off and do one-offs with their characters. It will give, hopefully, a lot more background that fans have wanted from the series on these characters, and they just haven't been able to do it for whatever reason, where they were you know, focusing on Rick or you know, Negan's story. Now they can do something like Daryl, and Daryl's always been... A huge fan favorite of the show. I remember when Negan was, it was still up in the air who had Negan had killed. That you know people were saying if it was Daryl that they'd freak out. So, but trying to f- Norman Norman Reedus. That's that's his name. Um, so I'm gonna be interested to see what they're gonna do with that. That's that's an interesting way to move forward with it. I'm blowing through these guys. It's it's different not talking to somebody else about it and 
kind of just wrapping up your own thoughts pretty fast. But uh, Doug, we'll have that next week. We'll have Chad with me to bounce some stuff off of as well. We might have a special guest as well, so we'll see what we can do with next week's episode. But the last piece is Anne Hathaway is teaming up with a man named Doug Lemon, Lyman for Pandemic Heist Pick Lockdown. Oh, he was the director of Edge of Tomorrow, and he was, he's doing the new, I guess, oh, he's doing that highly buzzed about blockbuster that like, is going to put Tom Cruise in freaking space. Yeah, okay, they partnered with SpaceX or whatever. As a heist movie romantic comedy set in the backdrop of the pandemic lockdown, the producers of the project are eyeing a modest $10 million or less budget. Now, that makes me interested by it, that they've already gone into it saying that they want to do it on a little bit of a lower budget, which might make it, to me, I don't know. I'm, it's always weird where there's some, like the big action movies, you can tell that they made it on a lower budget, but then there's like a movie like The Town that also could, did not have a huge budget, but was done really, really well. So if it's done in that vein almost, it could be really good. Um, talking about the producers, will also mark a reunion with her and Knight. Oh, Cillian Murphy is being eyed to be in it, which that could make it even better. That would be so awesome. Holy crap. Which is penned by Stephen Knight. Oh, crud. Okay. Uh, this is the first time that Hathaway has uh, teamed up with Knight, who previously directed the Oscar-winning actress in the critically abhorred and financially disappointing mystery thriller Serenity. So that doesn't make me feel great. Some of that makes me feel really good, but then other parts of it, I'm like, oh, God, that might not be good. So going to have to watch out for Lockdown, the pandemic heist movie starring Anne Hathaway. And that should probably be next year sometime, 2021. So definitely wait around for that. But the other big piece of news that came and broke yesterday, I had seen some stuff a couple weeks ago where people had said, like, Sasha Baron Cohen was running around doing crazy stuff again was he filming another movie it has come out that he has reportedly completed filming on Borat 2 Borat it's a NAS so this is going to be hilarious according to the outlet the sequel will find the Kazakh journalist going undercover in order to interview people after getting recognition from the public due to the first film so basically it's going to be Sasha Baron Cohen playing Borat, who Borat's going to have to be way, who's way too famous, so he's going to have to disguise himself as other people, or potentially even Sasha Baron Cohen. So Sasha Baron Cohen could literally be playing a character playing himself, which would be insanely crazy. But that is going to be awesome. If you've never seen, if you don't know what Borat is, it is Sasha Baron Cohen's movie from 2006 that was just a cult smash was very popular back in 06, 07. Um, and now he's coming back to that character. So I'm, oh, I can't wait. Supposedly he did something to Rudy Giuliani too. Supposedly there's a story he like had an interview and then came like rolling in in a tutu or something and started screaming at Rudy Giuliani. So I really hope that that's in this movie because that could be absolutely incredible. Um, since its release in 2006, the film earned positive reviews from critics and was also a box office hit with a worldwide gross of more than $260 million, which is huge for a, you know, uh, comedy. Like, that was probably on a shoestring budget. Uh, it also earned numerous nods, including 
two Golden Globe nominations with Cohen winning the Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, and an Oscar nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay. So not only is it just a really, really funny movie, it was a nominated Oscar-nominated movie in 06. So that should tell you all you need to know about that movie. That's going to be hilarious. So ran through that kind of fast, but it is time now to premiere our talk with Megan Ferguson. She is in the new movie directed by Natalie Krinsky. It's called The Broken Hearts Gallery. comes out on Friday, so definitely check that out in theaters. Social distance, but go to the theater. Uh, And here she is, Megan Ferguson. Awesome. We are now joined uh, by an actress who is in the new movie starring uh, Dacry Montgomery and Geraldine uh, Vishwathan. It's called The Broken Hearts Gallery. It's Megan Ferguson. How are you, ma'am? I'm fine. How are y'all? Good, good. You're Montgomery, but you should know that only if you're uh, that show fan. Stranger Things? Yeah, which I'm not. Uh, Not because I just haven't watched it. Well, that's a good way to start. Sorry, Dave. Netflix will love that. Yeah. Thank God this is not Netflix. I mean, he's super famous. Like in, when we shot it, um, you know, there's just like a lot of young people that come up to him. I'm sure. On set, there was just a bunch of people that were coming up to him? Well, just like around, like we had lunch one day and it was, you know, he was uh, noticed. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I'm sure even if he wasn't like famous, he'd be standing out in a crowd. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's not unattractive. No. Um, but Geraldine <laughs> I isn't either, you know. Yeah, Geraldine's been in a lot. She's awesome in Miracle Workers. Yeah, I love that show. She's working nonstop. Uh, I mean, obviously things stopped, but uh, prior, you know, the world stopped this year. But she's incredibly talented. She's so funny. I'm. I can't wait to see, uh, the whole movie. So what was it working with uh, Geraldine and Dacre and how, I mean, what was Daker, it like? Daker, 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 Daker. I'm going to get that right sooner or later. Daker. I mean, I just Daker. love that you're calling him Dacre. Uh, from the South. It's, I just wanted to I'm from the South too, but I had a Daker in my middle school. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Daker Knight. He wore like a high knee sock. Um, awesome. <laughs> I loved it. So Natalie Krinsky is the writer director and Natalie and I went to college together. Um, and so I have, have known and loved Natalie for a really long time. And it was, uh, just truly so exciting to do this film because, um, Natalie was a first time director, Mm -hmm. um, but it was watching her, I was like a stage friend, stage mom friend. I was like watching her be like, step into her fate as like a directress and it was, so so fun and she uh Geraldine and Dacre uh were such a perfect uh couple for to you know bring the bring the story to life and especially like Natalie's humor um Geraldine has got that twinkle you know when when Natalie came to you with this story idea what was kind of the beginning of it and what was intriguing to you kind of about the story? Because it's a unique story about dealing with, you know, a breakup. Right. Well, Natalie wrote the script 10 years ago. It was on the blacklist 10 years ago. Oh, wow. So okay. I had read it, I, you know, different iterations of it over the past decade. Um, and I always thought it was so special. Um, and I've always thought it was such a, like, 
it's just such a great like meditation on loss and love and moving on and what we mm -hmm. all try to hold on to. Um, she's approached it in a, in a really uh, unique way. So, uh, you know, uh, I was thrilled to finally be, to be in it once it, once it finally um, came to life. And then I, uh, I get to play a pregnant, a very grumpy pregnant lady, which is something that I uh, can identify with, you know, because I have been a grumpy pregnant lady in the past. Oh, well, Natalie just texted me. Hey, tell her Four Little Film Talk says hi. We're going to be watching her movie soon. Cool. Um, one, I mean, she wrote this 10 years ago. Um, was there something that like had happened or was it just something that she was interested in writing about, you know? I don't know specifically, but I mean, that 10 years ago was uh, a time of like bad dating decisions in all of our lives. So I'm sure uh, there was some real life uh, inspiration there, you know? When it's obviously taken her 10 years to kind of get this movie made, to go through the whole process, and now for it to be coming out during this time and for it to be coming out in, it's coming out August 7th, you know, what's it like? to not only watch this movie, but to watch your friend kind of go through this process over the last few months of getting it released. Uh, I'm com I'm like completely thrilled for her. I think this is the beginning of a huge career for her as a writer director. Um, and I don't, this, you know, this year is, uh, uh, I mean, I don't have anything, I don't know how to turn the volume off of my text messages on my phone, but not on the thing. So the podcast is just going to have good. We'll cut around it. Well, yeah. Um, you know, this year is wild. Uh, obviously, we're in a global pandemic. Natalie's just still texting me. So hi, Natalie. Uh, oh, maybe I can quit my messages. Let's try that. Um, you know, we're in a global pandemic. So everyone wants to uh, release a film safely. No one, mm -hmm. no one trying to get anyone um, sick by going to the movie. So they're being responsible and how they're uh, planning to release it. And um, I, for me, this year is, uh, you know, like a total culture shift, a total like yep. cellular shift, a total how we value time and our lives and uh, shift. It's a much needed cultural revolution. And I, um, I think for that to coincide with a, a first time female director getting a, a huge studio uh, theatrical release is um, signs that we're headed in the right direction. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, I hope she, I mean, with the people that are in this movie, she should get more opportunities to work with you know, the same level of actors in the future. Yeah, I think, I think uh, as I said, I think this will be the beginning of a, of a wonderful uh career as a director for natalie with how much like this year has changed everything and the direction that so many people are you know heading in now are you going to be approaching your career and your role choices any differently based on the insane <laughs> uh, year we've had so far yeah i mean i think a few things hopefully will change in the industry um well, one, I don't know. I have no plans to work for the rest of the year, not not out of anything other than I don't think work will happen. Um, yeah, there's no rover away. Yeah, so um, I, 
I think that there's a big chance, again, like restructuring, uh, you know, where we have an opportunity to sort of like rethink and restructure mm -hmm. in society and on that includes film sets. And I, I've seen people take like the 15% pledge, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but 15% uh, pledge for set. So each department head commits to uh, hiring at least 15% of uh, black people. The okay. film does, um, front of the camera, behind the camera, every department. Um, you know they've they've had pledges in the past for gender equality as well but um i think we've seen that like we need to be accountable for um signing on to projects that have a you know have a moral compass and mm -hmm. how they're on how they're operating well just be able to tell a diverse story and, and tell a story that's true to what america is right. like something that's not you know well, this year's been so good because like it's shaking up the system so much that like all of the really horrible stories and horrible people will hopefully be out and we can move forward next year but um i i i admire your optimism we have a long uh, way to go yeah, i know there's yeah. a lot of hate and uh bigotry that has been unearthed or not unearthed, just given a loudspeaker, and in a way that's great. Um, because, uh, especially like with systemic racism, like I'm a white woman, I, I can, uh, I'm very aware of like what it is to be a woman and the, the limitations there. But, um, you know, as a white woman, I'm, a, I'm immune to so much oppression in our society. So I think this has been a great, uh, opportunity for everyone to to sit at home and imagine life from someone else's uh perspective yeah it's been a wake-up call for yeah you know, a lot of people to realize what's been going on for other people around them and they just right. haven't really like taken the time to think like no okay, what are those yeah. people going through exactly no one's taking the time wow guys we got into it which is great that's the only thing i care about talking about because there's no there's not going to be any film jobs this year so right and there's yeah. nothing coming out everything is getting wow. delayed i'm just thrilled that yeah the i the 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 fact that i have something quote coming out is like a real lol but i'm thrilled this movie is i ended on a high note if this is the end of my career i was just i was in the last <laughs> season of herb and i get to be in this and uh it's all good It'll be in more stuff. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be. Yeah. It'll I love you guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, back. I'll I'll move into the 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 stepmother roles very happily. Um, you 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 said that you were on Curb. You did four episodes of Curb with the Enthusiasm. What was it you know like working with Larry David? He just I mean, seems heaven. one of the funniest dudes out there. Yeah, absolutely. I was very nervous going into it um, because they've been working together for so long and obviously it's such an iconic show um, and such a specific show. Um, so I was uh, definitely, you know, trying to not have a panic attack for the first uh, two days that I was on set. And then um, uh, they're all just uh, Jeff Schaefer, who's a EP, they're they're also incredibly welcoming and um you know larry likes to laugh so it's like that's fun it's he wants they they want the best version they want the funniest version and they you know they'll go till they get it um but they they really enjoy making it which is a really it's a fun set to be on and um birkenhart gallery is similar like when people are psyched to be there and psyched at um 
everyone is is like a, f a sort of fan of everyone else's talent it create it makes a really fun atmosphere to be a part of is there like a different feeling on sets where like broken hearts gallery and kirby enthusiasm since it's like a comedy is it a different environment than other types of genre films or tv shows uh only in the type of people that are there, like, uh, you know, I, I think there's like a a sort of like saying, which I don't know if it's true or not, but like dramatic actors are, there ends up being like a lot of like lightheartedness, like off, off camera because mm -hmm. they're- It's the only way you can deal with it kind of. Yeah, you're kind of like doing rough stuff on camera and then you can be like sort of light off camera. Um, and comedians can sometimes be like kind of dark off camera and then light on camera. Uh, it, it, it just, it's very personality based though. Um, and just like sort of energetically how people come together. When you, when you walk onto the set for the first time, is it something that you realize almost immediately that it's, you know, like, okay, this is going to be a really fun set. This is going to be a place that like I want to come to every day or like, does it take? Yeah. I think you can get a feel for, uh, like a set's energy right away. Um, you know, you can tell if like they're, uh, you know, more so TV, like if they're running behind, you know, are they trying, you know, do you, do you need to get it done in one take? Like yeah. that kind of vibe um, or is it a easy day and it's more playful? Um, yeah, it's, 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 I think, you know, a fun and terrifying part of this job is that it is different every time. Yeah, it's, it's like such a unique part of the job where, you know, any other job, you go to the same place every day, it's exact same pretty much, but with uh, acting and directing and filmmaking, it's completely different from set to set. Project after project, yeah. Yeah. Exciting and probably a little disconcerting at times. Yeah. <laughs> when does that like... Does that lead into, how do I phrase this, I guess? Like the final product, do you, do you see that, you know, affecting how the final product comes out? Do you feel like the movies where those are those fun sets? They uh, No, I don't, I don't think there's necessarily a correlation. Um, I've certainly had, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of fun on like pilots that didn't go. Or, I mean, not that, pilots don't always go because they were bad or whatever but um no i i don't uh i don't have a direct correlation for that yeah i think sometimes a set can be really rough and then it can the product can be really great you know mm -hmm. there's so many variables yeah yeah well was it more panic inducing being around larry david or being around matt damon george clooney and like the Cohen brothers on a Oh, uh, well, luckily I wasn't around Matt Damon and George Clooney uh, at the same time. That probably would have uh, short-circuited part of my brain. But um, I, George Clooney was, uh, the scenes I did were, uh, he, George directed, George, LOL. Uh, <laughs> Clooney, yes. <laughs> I don't know how to, George Clooney, full yeah. name only uh he directed so um i um, i have yet to uh meet mr damon but clooney i mean i don't know what to call him i'm just gonna batman. call him batman. um he was just the epitome no definitely not calling him batman uh he was the epitome of charming he was like uh, absolutely um 
you know, probably more charming than you imagine him to be. He was a really lovely director. I could not believe again that um, I'd en I ended up in that film, which is incredible. I'm such a Coen Brothers fan. Um, and I really love the, I just, I love the worlds they make and the tone they use. And um, so that was very, very fun. And George was, you know, charming. There must have been like a lot of Casa Amigos on the. Yeah, Crafty is just Casa Amigos. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name. I was about to say Aviator Gin, and I was like, that's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I can't, I'm not, I can't get the two. It's your celebrity liquor brand. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not a, a, a true journalist if I don't. Yeah, care. Aviator Gin, those ads are something special. That is not the creative direction I would go if I had a celebrity liquor band, but um, it's memorable, you know? Well, especially when you're going after like Peloton and yeah, like, they did a straight like parody of the Peloton commercial. Oh yeah, they like, yeah. they got the same lady. She who got was, like a couple days after that ad came out, they got her to like do an ad. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, yeah, there's the creative branding behind that was, uh, was unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got some interesting ideas, but yeah, like always. Um, but you were also this is a show that you know we've really liked, and it doesn't get talked about a month a lot. It's um on Hulu called Casual, and you were in five episodes of that. Um, that just seems like a really fun, like different type of comedy. What was it like doing that show for Hulu? Yeah, Michaela. Well, uh, I was in the last season of Casual, and I um learning through this. Program a wacky neighbor uh, who comes into Michaela Watkins' life. Um, Michaela has a background in improv, so I'd say it was a similar, um, albeit lower stakes vibe of Curb. Mm -hmm. um, but again, like when you're doing a guest arc on a show that's like they've worked together for five seasons, um, uh, it was, they were all like very, uh, they were sort of treasuring it as their last season. So it was a warm uh, environment to be a part of. And Michaela was so gracious and um, she, I'm such a fan of her. She's uh, just so hysterical and such a great actress. And um, most of my scenes were with her. So that was a real treat for me. Yeah, it's just a fun show that I don't think it's enough credit. It doesn't yeah. on the radar. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's a very, very funny, um, very funny show, very smart show. Well, you've got this movie coming up uh, August 7th, Broken Hearts Gallery, and uh, it doesn't sound like you have anything like after that, but you know, what's, what's the future going to look like? What do you want to do here in the next couple months? Continuing. Uh, Be healthy, right? To, yeah, like uh, get in fights with people that aren't wearing masks. So bros, wear masks and put it over your nose. And um, I think I think we should all be using our time at home to... Uh, it, for some serious self-reflection and learning um, to get involved in your local elections to, um, you know, assess where your morals are. Do you, do you believe in equality? What does that mean? Does it mean that you want um, women and men to be paid equally? Does it mean that you want uh, your fellow black citizens to have uh, the same rights. What does that mean for a criminal justice system? What does that mean for a DA? I think follow it through. Like, let's take the next few months where we're essentially grounded and like do our homework. Uh, let's support our LGBT family. Let's uh, let's let's 
uh, get actionable on making the world a more equitable place. And then if people want, you know, me to audition for something, I'm very avail. I will be there. That's a great way to put it. Let's uh, focus on the important things and yeah. then we can get back to <laughs> the fun and games. Yeah, then we can do some like, you know, pointless television shows. Right. JK, 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 I'm very available. <laughs> Have you uh, had to get on to a lot of people for not wearing masks in your area? Uh, yeah, I'm in Malibu and they call Malibu, Alabama. And I'm from Georgia, so I appreciate the reference. Um, uh, there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a, uh, you know, my life, you know, vibe, but I'll tell you what, it's only ever a white man who's not wearing a mask. I'll tell you that. And I'll we, leave it at that. We wear masks. It's okay. We're not yeah. a part of those people. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Uh, in Texas though, it's like 80% of people aren't wearing masks and it's like across the board. It's anyone and everyone's. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah, I just don't, um, I don't, I get, my brother always says this and I think it's really accurate. It's like, you don't get to pick and choose when you believe in science. So it's like, if you don't want to yeah. believe in the mask, then you can't use your cell phone. You know what I mean? Like your cell phone works because of science. And so your mask also works because of science. So it's, it's sort of a, science is sort of a, um, all-encompassing it's a, a two-way street for sure well it's an interesting like topic and thing right now where everybody's seeing like science like the scientific method just like play out in real time and that's something that i think people are waking up to so when people like use the argument of oh well they said not to wear masks it's like okay well we have more data now like we also saying, use to light like, in our paint so yeah like, like we're no we have we you know we have a we have a huge hole of gaping hole of where leadership should be so these are the consequences but i wish everyone health i don't you know uh the i i don't want anyone to be sick our uh our our sweet uh nanny who's uh worked with us for five years had covid she couldn't she couldn't get out of bed for six weeks it's not it's real and it's not nice so um you know and i had to be around my children alone for six weeks so no one wants that you know that's all own personal hell. Well, that's yeah. a good, good uh, place to end it. Wear your mask. Yes. You don't have to spend six weeks with your children. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, guys, get with it. Not that hard. <laughs> Not that hard. Fix shit so I don't have to spend time with my kids. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Yeah, like, let's fix the world so I can, like, leave my house, you know? Yeah. It's gotten really bad. But we, yeah. Hopefully, we are close to the end. But if we're not, stay in your home. Watch Broken Hearts Gallery on August Yes, on um, yes. However it comes to you, watch it. Go binge uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm after that. Yes, yeah. Go Binge Curb. And I, uh, I have to, Soundtrack is on Netflix. Um, yes. It came out of it about 11 months ago. And it's a very feel-good uh, series that I play Gigi in, and I really loved it. So binge Soundtrack, watch Broken Heart Gallery. Curb. Oh, yeah. Plenty out there. Yeah, we're going to binge soundtrack next because we're about to finish up Kingdom on Netflix. So we need something else on Netflix to watch soon. So that'll be amazing. Yeah, I think we have like six months left in quarantine. So I think we're going to have time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Megan, seriously, thank you for coming thank on. Thank you. Um, here, I'll end this real fast.